What is it, Jeff Hallickson? Light it up! <laughs> On a Tuesday morning. Jeff will be along in a little bit. He's actually doing uh, something pretty unusual this morning. I'll get to that in the morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Light the Tower. On the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. My name is Craig White. Thanks so much for joining us. Jeff Howe will be along probably around the bottom of the hour. He's actually like two doors down from us. No, he's not recording Longhorn Blitz. He has, I don't think he'd mind me saying this. There's a doctor's checkup going on. It's like one of those telehealth appointment things. And it was the only time he could get it done. <laughs> so he's doing a little follow-up thing with that. But he'll he'll join us coming up uh, right around the bottom of the hour. Our producer, who never needs to go to the doctor, at least not the physical kind anyway, is uh, Jonathan John Donaldson, J.J. Donaldson. We know him as Snoop Daniel. How are you doing this morning, Snoop? I'm good. I am uh, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm just going every day, man. I know. I know you're rocking, and we we're, we're we're rocking through this uh, through this week. I'm speechless, but you, I'm glad that you're home because you've had a a time. Yeah, that's one way to. But I I yeah, you're right. It's good to be home. Let me let me do this uh, real quickly here, and then I we're going to get on to the news today. I I do want to thank everybody, and there were, everybody means a lot, a lot of people who've been very kind. Uh, after the passing of my mom and I, you know, we had the memorial service last Thursday. Um, and, uh, then, um, when it was done, I organized a, um, I started to say team dinner cause it's athletics. Well, it's team way, uh, my, my, uh, my siblings, my four siblings, our families and extended, there were about 30 of us, uh, in a in a room in a restaurant that my mom always liked, and we did that Thursday night, and that was really good. And then it was off to Kansas on Friday, except that it was to Tulsa because I flew into Tulsa because I, uh, David Garrett, our basketball engineer producer, was uh, uh, was helping us out. We were short on uh, uh, people to help our staff uh, for the broadcast crew from Kansas, so he offered to do it. Said anyway. We can get me from Tulsa up to Kansas. I said, I want to, or, you know, he lives near Tulsa. And I said, why don't I just fly in there and we'll get a car and drive up. Get there. They're almost completely out of rental cars. Wind up in a pickup truck and and drive it up to Kansas. Had the, the, the football game Saturday. We flew from Kansas down to the Rio Grande Valley. I told that whole travel nightmare story yesterday. And I've got a, uh, a little bit of a travel nightmare story updated. It has nothing to do with me. Uh, but it has to do uh, with folks that people know pretty well. Uh, that's coming up in Inconceivable. And uh, and so then, you know, down there to uh, to the Rio Grande Valley Sunday, the basketball game last night, a late, late night return uh, for the team. And then we got back uh, in the wee hours in the morning. And here I am. And glad to be back. And uh, glad that uh, back in studio today. So I, I just want to thank all the people who are very nice and send the uh, send out the uh, condolences and well wishes and things like that on, on the passing of my mom. So thank you very much for that. All right. Now, uh, things to get to on the program today. Coming up here in a few minutes, we're going to have the Whataburger Top 5, which is on Tuesdays our Double Meat with Cheese edition. We're going beyond Double Meat because we're going to give you the entire playoff schedule uh, for the games involving the area schools and Snoop Daniel. What the computer thinks. Oh. 
So we've got that coming up here in a few minutes. He was much wiser last week. He came to his senses, finally. No senses to come to. It's a computerized digital readout. I know you've 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 humanized the computer in your own mind anyway for what yeah. it does. I say he looks like Max Headroom. Yeah, okay. He wears sunglasses. <laughs> he stutters. <laughs> well, um, 80s reference there for those who didn't know about Max Headroom. Um, so we'll we'll have the what the computer's talking about involving the area schools uh, coming up here in a few minutes. Later on this half hour, our usual Tuesday conversation. Lake Travis Cavaliers head coach Hank Carter joins us uh, to talk about the, what, what a scintillating victory it was for the Cavs last Friday night on the walk-off field goal by Hutterio to uh, to beat Steele. And now they play, I think, the best team in the San Antonio area. I think Steele's the second-best team. Now I think they're playing the best team, Brennan, this week from the north side of San Antonio. They are really, really good. Are they better than last year? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're better than the team that Lake Travis knocked out last year. Okay. So it's, it's going to be a supreme challenge, which folks will be able to hear Friday night, uh, here on the horn six o'clock kick. Uh, so, and you're, you're starting flex uh, pregame at five, aren't you? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to try to do a lot of things on Friday. So, (laughs) Okay. I haven't. Uh, oh, and you know, like, okay, so this is stupid, but the kids have something called, you know, when a team is someone's daddy. Like, for example, oh, Liber- who's your daddy? Thing? Liberty Hill is Alamo Heights' daddy. And uh, <laughs> according to the computer, that might not necessarily be the case mm. this time around. We'll get to that in a okay. minute. Okay. We'll get to that. But maybe that. LT is Brennan's dad. Yeah, that sounds stupid. But <laughs> uh, Well, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So, anyway, um, That'll be uh, that'll be coming up, but um, that, Hank Carter will join us a little bit later this half hour. We do have inconceivable later on this hour. Uh, John Morris, play-by-play voice of the Baylor Bears, joins us early in the eleven o'clock hours. We visit with the play-by-play voices of the uh, Longhorn opponents this season. So JMO will join us just past eleven o'clock. I'll ask him about Baylor basketball too because they look really good, also. So uh, we'll do that. Uh, that's in the uh, 11 o'clock hour. We have a Flex 30 update. Of course, we have long notebooks each hour as well. We're going to hear from uh, head basketball coach Chris Beard following the Texas win last night uh, down in the Valley. And uh, we'll also hear from Brock Cunningham as well. An interesting uh, time in uh, Brock Cunningham's life. So we'll get to all of that coming up. Uh, always glad to have your uh, input on the Specs text line at 3373 Seven seven six five one two three three seven three seven seven six, and we'll get to as many of those as well. Um, uh, Longhorn Bears says a great teamwork in the UT hoops victory last night in the Valley. Thought UT would be ranked higher than fourth. Well, that, that was quite a jump though from eleven to four on there, and it's still very very early, obviously. So uh, we'll see uh, we'll see how it is going forward there. All right, uh, let's do this, Snoop. How about a Whataburger top five? Now, it's time for the Whataburger Top 5. Okay, prepare to receive today's Double Meat with Cheese edition. Here we go! Top 10 rankings. Well, this will include the uh, top 10, uh, those who are ranked. But I'm going to give you the playoff schedule, and there's going to be some I'm going to give you that aren't area schools. And the reason for that is because they're not area schools, but they will be playing in this area this week. 
Oh, fine. Oh, yeah. Wait till you hear who's That's coming fine. to town. Wait till you hear who's coming to town this week. Write these down because it's be good uh, options to do for the break. Yeah, well, me. here you go. Uh, I'm going to jump in, first of all, with 6A in Division One. This is your Sweet 16. North Crowley against Prosper. They're going to play at Choctaw Stadium, the former Rangers ballpark in Arlington. Uh, and uh, and uh, all of the, these games are on Friday. Keller and Louisville, also at Choctaw. Uh, now, here you go. On Friday, Duncanville and the Woodlands at the field in Pluterville. Shut up. Yeah. What? Yeah. 3 o'clock Friday afternoon. Whoa. Duncanville and the Woodlands. At the field in Pflugerville. That's amazing. And if, by the way, <laughs> that one doesn't interest you, might I interest you in Waxahachie against Spring Westfield at Hutto Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Yeah. That's four monster programs. How about that? All right. The other matchups, uh, North Shore defending state champ, 6A Division One playing Seacoe Ranch. That's in KD over at Cy Fair. It'll be Fort Bend Ridgepoint and Atascacita. As we mentioned, Brennan and Lake Travis. Cougar Stadium, that's on the campus of Canyon High School in the Comal ISD there in New Braunfels. Six o'clock game. And Westlake and San Benito at the Rock Pile, Alamo Stadium. Two o'clock. And that is on uh, Friday on that. By the way, those Duncanville games, I had it wrong. That Duncanville walks out, that's Saturday. Saturday, okay. Saturday, okay. Uh, they, whereas the Lake Travis and Westlake games are both on Friday. 682. Uh, Byron Nelson of Trophy Club playing Denton Geyer at the uh, Star at the Ford Center in Frisco. Uh, that's on Saturday. Now, these games are on Friday. South Lake Carroll and McKinney at Choctaw. Uh, DeSoto and Tomball. Snoop, your alma mater, DeSoto, is playing Tomball at the field in Pflugerville Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Wow. Oh, my gosh. How about that? Harker Heights and DeCaney playing at McLean Stadium in, we- in Waco uh-huh, on Friday evening. Katie and Summer Creek, that should be a pretty good matchup. That's at Turner Stadium in Humble, Fort Bend Hightower and Houston C.E. King at Pridgen Stadium Cypress. Vandegrift and Harlan in the Alamo Dome, 7.30 on Friday night. Of course, we know 11 a.m. on Friday, it's Drip and Harlingen also in the Alamo Dome. All right, so that's in 6A. And um, I guess I should uh, tell you what the computer thinks, at least of the uh, – least of the uh, those games, the ones. Uh, first of all, Duncanville is the computer likes by a touchdown over the Woodlands. Okay. They like Spring Westfield by 11 over Waxahachie on that. Westlake, take a guess. Uh, oh, 34. Th- you hit it on the nose. It's 34. Wow. Computer likes Westlake. See, you're getting to know the computer pretty well, Snoop. <laughs> all right, what would you think the computer would say about Lake Travis and Brennan? You said Brennan. I didn't say that. No. Okay. I didn't well, say that. I okay. said not necessarily. <laughs> uh, Brennan by three. How about a pick 'em? Wow. Come on now. Pick 'em game. Gosh, computer. All right. All right. In Division Two, Vandergrift against Harlan. Oh, you want me? Yeah. Oh, uh, what would ba- the oh uh, Vandy by 22. 20. Drip against Harlingen. Dripping Springs, Harlingen. Oh, man. Drip by. 30. 21. Okay. 21 there. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, going to 5A, D1, there are no area schools in action in the area other than Liberty Hill against Alamo Heights. That's in Bastrop. 130 on Friday afternoon. Did all you the- hear my... <laughs> 
I said, I wonder if the slot tee is easier to defend during the daytime. Yeah, I heard you say that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's I, uh, hard. I it's... got some thoughts on that. I'll get to okay. that when Jeff joins us because okay. I want him to hear it. Okay, just to let you in the 5A Division One bracket, uh, Georgetown and College Station, and they're playing in Waco, uh, but they are playing – uh, at Waco ISD Stadium. I know some folks thought it was at uh, McLean. It's, it's Waco ISD Stadium on Friday night is uh, Georgetown and College Station. What would you think the computer would think of that matchup? Because Georgetown has already won, Georgetown by six. Pick them. Pick them on that one. Okay? All right. Uh, so there's that. By the way, 10-year anniversary of the state finals run from Georgetown yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, in D2, Liberty Hill and Alamo Heights. What do you think the computer thinks oh. about that? <laughs> Liberty Hill by three. Pick them. Wow. Pick them, says the computer. That's what I'm telling you. You, get, you start oh. getting around three of the playoffs, things yeah. get tight, you know? <laughs> just it, it just it starts Funny. to get tight. All right, 4A Division One. Uh, no games involving area schools uh, in the area. Uh, in 4A Division One, in 4A Division Two, yeah, Wimberley and Gerald at Gupton Friday night at six. So you got that, and Lago Vista and Navarro, Hutto, one thirty Friday afternoon. So if you're into the 4A D two thing, you can you could cobble together both of those. Congratulations to that district for accomplishing this. All four teams advanced in that Sweet 16. Beautiful. Only one other district's had that happen, and it's over in East Texas uh, this year. So, yeah. Very, very impressive out of that. Alright. Uh, iron sharpens iron, which is why I think Waxahachie has an upset chance. Okay. Playing DeSoto and Duncanville. It'd be Duncanville. It'd be Duncanville. Yeah. Uh, DeSoto's in the D2 uh, bracket, so it would be uh, Duncanville. Okay. Uh, 3A... Uh, you want to go to an area game? Yeah. Friday night in Bastrop, Cameron Yo and Columbus. That'll be a lot of fun. That's a that's a good one there. And then in three uh, A Division Two, uh, no area teams playing in the area. Uh, going back to three A Division One, Lano is playing Industrial. I know sometimes you see it, see it listed as Vanderbilt Industrial. That's the little town there on the down in the coastal man, Vanderbilt. It draws from different areas, but it's industrial high school. The industrial Cobras against Lano. Great mascot. Yeah. That's at uh, Hero Stadium at 1 o'clock. And Blanco and Edna play at Dub Ferris Stadium at 6 o'clock uh, there on that one. Uh, by the way, I didn't give you what the computer thought of some of those other games. Yes. Um, in uh, 4A... Division two in that all thirteen four AD two thing going on. Wimberley Gerald. Wimberley by fourteen. Twenty five. Okay. Lago. Great season, Gerald. Yeah. Like, even though it, Lago Vista the third place finisher. Navarro the second place finisher. What are they like? Oh Lago Vista by six. Twelve. Yeah. Okay. The third place finisher. Yeah. I like that uh there. All right. Uh and uh the three A picks. Out of that from the computer, Lano and Industrial? Lano by 12. 11. You're pretty good at this. And then uh, Blanco and Edna. Let me help you on this. Edna's really good. Yeah. (laughs) They like it. The computer likes Edna by 22. An Edna-Lano 
regional final. Could be an awful lot of fun uh, on that. Okay, uh, then we move on to uh, uh, Class 2A uh, and looking no real close game. I'll tell you what, one that's not that far away, if you go down to Hallettsville, you could see a slobber knocker on Friday night. Flatonia and Shiner. Ooh. The winner to get the winner of Refurio and Ganado, and they play in San Antonio on Friday night. But Flatonia and Shiner could be a lot of fun uh, off of that. And um, and then the uh, computer about those. Flatonia and Shiner, Snoop? Flatonia. Big and Shiner by 13. They are oh. a defending state champion, after all, and are really good. Refurio and Ganado? Ganado. Refurio by two touchdowns. Huh. 14 there. I say Ganado because they beat Thorndale. Yeah. No one. Okay. All right. And then finally, in uh, 66-12, by the way. Yeah, they did. Uh, they, they they sure did. Uh, finally, in uh, 2A Division Two, you have Granger against Falls City. That's in Seguin Friday night. The winner of that to get the winner of Chilton and Burton. If Granger and Chilton win, it's a district rematch since they're both out of 13. Y'all, you and Tep have been talking about that district all year. And it's been living up to it all year. All right, so the picks, uh, Burton and Chilton. How about Burton by Uno, one. And Granger Falls City? Come on, Lions. By nine, Oh, yeah. says the computer. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, what an excuse to cover Granger at State. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right, there it is. There's your Whataburger. Top five, the double meat with cheese edition. Uh, the schedule, the games involving the area schools, and what the computer thinks as well. Uh, D. Fry says he's going to Hallettsville. Let's go Bulldogs and Coach Frytag. So uh, uh, somebody just asked me, what does the computer think of Glen Rose and Wichita Falls Hershey? I'll tell you what, I can pull that up here right before we get to the break here because coming up we are going to visit – with the head coach of the Lake Travis Cavaliers, Hank Carter. But we try to uh, – somebody asked about the uh, industrial matchup. I did give the uh, the spread on that. that. Uh, this has to be a wild time for Coach Carter. I mean – Yeah, but yes, they're used to it too. Yeah. You know? So, uh, Glen Rose by five, says the computer. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, Glen Rose by five. And um, – and then the other matchup uh, was asked about industrial. Oh, Lano. Like I said, Atlanta by 11, uh, according to the computer. All right. So there you go. Uh, there's your uh, Whataburger Top 5 Double Meat with Cheese Edition. Coming up next, we'll visit with Lake Travis Cavaliers head coach Hank Carter when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. Live, local, and digital on the Horn app and in hornfm.com. This is like the Tower on the Horn. Craig Wade, with you here. Jeff Halby along in a few minutes as he wraps up his uh, telehealth appointment. I think he's got going on there. We'll get to that coming up. We'll have Inconceivable as well. We'll have a Flex 30 update next hour. John Morris, play-by-play voice of the Baylor Bears, joins us just past the top of the hour. And we have a couple of Longhorn Notebooks to come as well. But right now, 
It's time to go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. It's a weekly conversation, our weekly coaches conversation, brought to you by Texas Truck and Trailer with the head coach of the Lake Travis Cavaliers, Hank Carter, joins us now. Hank, I appreciate the time. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm doing great. Just uh, got off the practice field, and it's pretty awesome to be practicing this time of year. Yeah, we. Th- this is that time of year, Hank, where we have that annual conversation about uh, practicing on Thanksgiving week. It's a it's uh, a statement, obviously, of a good season, but I think even more importantly, a, a statement of the stamp of the program that you and your staff have done together. And this year, with everything, everything that that you and your coaching staff and your players and the Lake Travis community have had to endure this year. Are you starting to get the feeling this this season may be a little more special than some other recent ones simply because of everything you've been through and here you are ready to go to the Sweet 16? Well, it is. It's pretty uh, It's pretty gratifying to see the kids come together the way that they have. And, um, obviously, we've, we've had some uh, bumps along the road this year with injuries and just playing poorly. Um, but I, I think our football team has, has really embraced the – um, just, just the mindset of we want to keep this thing going. Certainly, our seniors have uh, been very impressed with how they stepped up, and the kids are just playing better. And you know, they, of course, we kind of joke. I, I hope they'll play better. We've been practicing this thing for about three months, so eventually we start to figure it out. I would hope, but uh, <laughs> they have. They've been playing fast and physical, and uh, obviously, all the teams are, are really, really good that are left right now. So you don't have a lot of room for error. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the kids um, they wanted to practice over Thanksgiving break. That was something they kept in mind too, and uh, thankfully, we're getting to. Yeah, you know, um, I think you bring, a, bring up a very good point. We talked about injuries and sometimes the, uh, the kids just not playing well. I know there is a direct correlation, certainly, between that. But I also know that you and several other coaches we visit with expect there not to be a drop-off or ask that there be no drop-off no matter who's entering the game, whether you're a backup or whatever your situation is. Deep down inside, I would imagine you and the coaching staff know that there is the possibility of the inevitability of some drop-off on that. How do you and your coaches – uh, deal with that understanding when you're really shorthanded at a spot as you were at quarterback earlier this year as you have been at some other spots as well to, to, with the understanding that you're trying to get the most out of your kids with the understanding that they probably being thrust into a situation for the first time or, or first time in a while might not be able to deliver the standard that you're accustomed to seeing from that spot. Well that my mindset on that is that's where I challenge our coaches. I, I've joked around. I've had, I've had this uh, little uh, clip that I've said for a long time. Anybody could coach Griffin Gilbert. He was, uh, you know, he's six six, <laughs> an amazing kid, super smart, physical, great player. Um, it didn't take a great coach to get that guy to play well. Um, and you know, I kind of joke with my coaches all the time, and I still say it. And so, really, uh, that's where our coaching staff gets an opportunity to uh, to show, you know, why they're coaching Lake Travis, you know, and and. Um, and we've got to work together to figure out what are, what are the things that this group of kids that are available right now can do best, and then you know is that going to lead to winning football? And so it's really just a um, a process of, of looking at the strengths and weaknesses of all of our kids, um, thinking about the things that we can go and do well at a high level, and just training them to do it, and 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 try to get them to do it. You know, in those moments where it's stressful, and you know, obviously playing against really good teams. That's that's where the coaching matters, and um, you know I, I brag on my guys. I love our coaching staff; they're awesome. But I do whenever we have uh, some bumps along the road, I tell them, "Okay, boys, it's time to everybody earn their paychecks." Um, we don't have a lot of excuses at Lake Travis, and so we uh, when we step into some adversity, that's when our coaches have to really prove uh, that we know what the heck we're doing. And 
you know, I'm, I'm proud of how everybody has responded this year so far. Visiting with Hank Carter, head coach of the Lake Travis Cavaliers, our weekly Tuesday conversation here on Light the Tower on the Horn. Coach Carter, I wanted to ask you about 16, Seth Galbraith. And I, he was going off during summer sevens, and I thought he showed some real potential. What has he done in practice and through the season to get to the point where he, he's at now with three touchdowns in the last two games? Yeah, so Seth is um, he, he's just a pup. You know, he's only a sophomore, and so it takes a little time for uh, for those young kids to be able to to basically keep up with the speed. And, you know, I think the things that we do offensively, it's pretty complicated. Um, and, you know, the, the difference in what we call in freshman ball compared to the, the level that we would call from, from JV and then on to varsity is just a big step up. And I think really for Seth, it was just a matter of getting comfortable with the playbook and understanding we're using him in a lot of different ways because of his physicality, his ability to catch the ball, and really his blocking. And he is a he's a pretty uniquely talented kid. Um, and so that, that – uh, the coaches love that, but the problem is we've got to be able to to get that information to him in a way that again he's he's a baby still. And um, but I, I, I'm proud of how he's come along. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, he's one of those guys that can that in a one-on-one opportunity he's going to have the upper hand in most situations. But we don't have a lot of kids like that right now. But but he's one of them. He's hard to tackle. Um, he loves to go block. I mean, he's um, you know one of the first games we played him up on the varsity this year. Uh, as over at House Park, and uh, we had to pull him out. He walked the kid all the way off the sideline. He thought he was in trouble. And I was like, no, I just thought that other kid was going to take a swing at you, so we got you out. But he uh, he's a physical kid and made some big catches and runs there out for us. Visiting with Hank Carter, head coach of Lake Travis Cavaliers here on Light the Tower on the Horn. Hank, uh, we don't often talk that much, and maybe we should, uh, uh, about special teams, uh, but they've really done a good job for you in these first two playoff games uh, coming through. For, and then obviously uh, Hunter Rio with the, uh, with the game-winning walk-off field goal situation. When you have the timeouts and the setup that's going through that before that 35-yarder, do you say anything to him? Do you have coaches say anything to him? How, how do you treat a situation like that? No, I stay as far away from Hunter as possible. He's got his own routine that he's going to do. Um, but we'll say Coach Hoffman and our, our guys that, that coach special teams, uh, it didn't start pretty this year, special teams-wise. But really, um, again, the hard work and the practice and all the time put into it and those kids buying into what Coach Hoffman is, uh, is putting out there has done great. And really just for us, um, those are things that we practice every day and we had a lot of confidence that, that we're going to go down there and we're going to give Hunter an opportunity to make a big kick. And, um, you know, that's, you know, for us, this is, um, this is just another reminder to the kids. That's why we do these things. That's why we, we do this every single day in practice, all going all the way back to August. Um, but, no, it's, um, he's got his own routine, Hunter does, and uh, we had full confidence he was going to step in there. And uh, it was a great great snap by, by Wilsey. It was a great hold by Rose and then obviously the kick by Hunter. Yeah, all right. So you say you stay as far away. For, is is that your own superstition, or you don't want to say anything that might mess with him mentally? How does that work? Yeah, it's both. Well, number one, uh, I don't know, the Jack squat about kicking, and I've uh, told that. I've been very clear about that my entire coaching career. And so uh, I'm not going to – all I would do is probably make him nervous. And so he's got he's got his own routine. He's going to be able to kick it into the net and getting ready. And then um, when he's called into action, he's just going to roll up there and kick it. And so um, – you know, he's got his own deal, and, and like I said, I, we had full confidence in him. We, we felt pretty dang good that it was going to go in. All right, so uh, now it's on to getting ready for Brennan, and, and I'm curious about something. Brennan, Brennan's lost one ball game. That was to the team you just beat, Steele, and it was as a season opener way back on August 27th, a 35-34 ball game. Do you look at much from that game since you played Steele twice and have a common opponent, or do you evaluate just basically on, 
on what you've seen, uh, you know, uh, over the last couple of weeks and the, you know, the wins uh, that they've had over Los Fresnos and Laredo Alexander? Uh, we do look at that game. Obviously, it's a, it was a close ball game and one that they fell a little bit short. I thought they should have won that ball game. I remember watching it on uh, it was on KSAT or you know, stayed up late and watched it. They had, they started late in the Alamo Dome that night, and I stayed up to watch it because uh, we were getting ready to play Steel. And so now we have the video. Really, the the best thing about that video for us is that's the most competition that they had all year. They they didn't play um, a real a real tough schedule outside of of uh, playing Steel. And so that gives us a, an example of how they're going to handle some of the speed and size. And certainly we know, know how good a football team still was after just playing them. Um, but it does. We, we look at that game. And in the last few weeks, to give us a better indication of what are the things um, that they're trying to do right now. But uh, obviously, they, there haven't been many close games with these guys. And uh, they're a really talented team. We played them a year ago. It seems like it's almost the same exact team coming back. Um, a lot of talented, big, tall, fast receivers, a great quarterback, good backs. Um, defensively line up in every formation possible, and so it's it's going to be pretty stressful on offensive line and quarterback. Um, but they're they're a really good football team. We did uh, study some video with Steel just to see what it was like, kind of going going with another really highly talented uh, program. Coach, uh, uh, one more thing, I want to say happy birthday to Caden Leone. It's his birthday today, and uh, yep. and, and and Cam Brooks, another sophomore that you have. Just uh, briefly, uh, what has his breakout been like with the interception last week? Oh, that was a fantastic play. He read it. He jumped a digger out, did exactly how he was coached, and it was a heck of a catch. Uh, i tell you what, Cam, he is a, an awesome kid. He's kind of quiet, but he is all about ball. He's an extremely tough kid. Um, his development has really got slowed. He had a bad ankle for about six weeks, um, and he finally got healthy, and we got a chance to get him in there and just to continue to get him rest. But very physical kid, all about ball, um, extremely coachable, and uh, you know, obviously that was a huge play for him the other night. Hey, uh, you know, since it's Leon's birthday and the way he's been playing, do, you have, do, the, do the booster club have to get out there and get a cake for him? Well, I think we're going to have a team lunch today, and so uh, they, they, the kids have got something planned for him already. Uh, but it is, and I'm, I'm so proud of how Caden has, has played. He's another guy that uh, was thrust into the, the starting quarterback role, and then he got injured, you know, had the concussion. Then he kind of – his hamstring was hurt for about a month and a half. Um, but to see the way that he's played – the way he's taking care of the football and uh, just, you know, I, I could not be more proud of that young man. It's not – everybody may think it's all great playing quarterback at Lake Travis, but there's a lot of pressure that goes with it. And uh, he hasn't been phased, and he's playing great football. All right. Hey, uh, Hank, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us. Best of luck Friday evening at 6. We're looking forward to having the broadcast on the air and look forward to visiting with you again next week. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right. That's Hank Carter, head coach of the Lake Travis Cavaliers. Cavs play at 6 o'clock Friday night. And you'll hear it right here on the horn. Uh, and again, Snoop will get everything going with that uh, pregame at five o'clock, and then at uh, five forty, at uh, five forty-five, it'll go to uh, Mark and Bucky and Stu with uh, the game call from that. Uh, Lake Travis trying to get back to the state quarterfinals, probably against you know who. If it works out that way, mm. not if Sam Benito has anything to say about that. The computer doesn't think Sam Benito has anything to say about that. I'm just here to tell you that. So I'm just they're saying good season Greyhounds. So they might not even be the best Greyhounds team still playing football in Texas. That could be Bernie. 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 Bernie's really good. Of course they're they're in four A. <laughs> but they're Are they D- really good. They're four A D one. D one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, and talk about big uh time matchups. Uh what they have coming up, Bernie does. And uh, 
I'm going to pull it, make sure I get date and time on this properly as well. Uh, they are playing, yeah, great matchup. The Fighting Sand Crabs of Port Lavaca Calhoun. Uh, they're playing them in Jordanton at uh, 6 o'clock on Friday night. I could see them winning that game. Uh, in fact, I'll even tell you what the computer says about that game. There's not very many games on Saturday. Which, uh, which to me was surprising. It shouldn't be. Okay. Think about the playoff schedule now. You got to start. You got to start pulling it back in. Remember, you you have there one of the classes of two A. It'll be in its D two has its state championship game on Wednesday. So you got to start pulling it back wow. in, and then on Thursday you've got two A D one and both three A games are on Thursday, and then on Friday you have both four A games and the five A. D two game, and then uh, and then Saturday you have the five A D one in both in both six A. So, other than six A, schools are going to start steering away from Saturdays. Six A it makes sense. Even five A D one it makes sense because you're going to be playing, uh, you know, on Saturday if you get all the way to the state championship. So you get into that scheduling routine which uh, coaches like to you know be a part of afterwards. So, um, I am. Pulling it up here just to let you know. And uh, I jumped at one. Uh, let me go back here. Here it is. Uh, Bernie is, is uh, the computer likes Bernie by 15. That's what I'm saying. And what you could have is a quarterfinal the next week between Bernie and Cal Allen, which could be something pretty special there all right uh before we get the break we need to do a uh, longhorn notebook oh yes longhorn notebook a longhorn notebook brought to you by aaron bowersock the home loan expert your longhorn lender check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com b-o-w-e-r-s-o-c-k bowersockteam.com see if she can do for you what she did for linda and me and that was to get us into our new home to get our home loan approval done just like that. She is, after all, the person who can guarantee that 10-day or less home loan approval. Uh, Longhorns win the basketball game last night down in the Rio Grande Valley. It was a great environment. The uh, uh, I, I got further proof of this on back uh, last spring when the Longhorn baseball team played UTRGV down there, and they had the largest crowd they've ever had for a baseball game in the Rio Grande Valley that night. They had over 7,000. And uh, they had another big crowd last night in the Houston Rockets G League Team Arena, which is uh, the Burt Ogden Arena. Really nice building, kind of like the HEB Center, formerly known as the Cedar Park Center. Kind of like that. It's a little steeper, a little bigger on, on that side, and, and it's kind of a three-quarter oval and then open at the end, whereas the, uh, the HEB Center gets a little more rounded off because of hockey. But, uh, but, a, but a really fine building. And the Longhorns just blasted out to a big lead. They led 50-22 at the, at the half. And then kind of kind of cruised in from there. Didn't shoot the ball well in the second half. So uh, Chris Beard was definitely going to point that out in our postgame conversation with him, but also point out the other good elements of going down there, playing that game uh, in the Leon Black Classic. They've got the other game out of that Classic this coming Saturday when they host UT Rio Grande Valley. Of course, they beat Northern Arizona last night. UTRGV played the first game. It was a doubleheader. And UTRGV won on a driving layup at the buzzer to beat Western Illinois 78-77. And Texas will play UTRGV Saturday afternoon at Gregory Gym, the annual Gregory Gym game. So 
all of that factored in and the Leon Black Classic and being able to play down in front of the Longhorn fans uh, was something on the mind when we were talking with Coach Beard in the postgame afterwards. For all of the reasons for coming down here, for playing this basketball game, and for your team going out tonight, it was late at night, and uh, we had deviled eggs. Who doesn't like deviled eggs? I know. That, that That's one of the things you either really like or you really don't like, one or the other. I love deviled eggs. Uh, my, uh, you know, my recent bride is really good at deviled eggs, and her daughter is even every bit as good, if not better at it. In fact... I would venture to say that a large measure of the reason that Linda and I are going up to Plano for Thanksgiving dinner, only to turn around and come right back Thursday night, since there is, after all, a football game on Friday. I've got two football games. got a television game Friday night, Carthage and Gilmer. But um, but one of the t- – I'm not saying it's the number one reason, but it's a contributing reason. Deviled eggs. Yeah. I can't eat them until my stomach hurts and I can't <laughs> eat anymore. How, where do you stand with cranberry sauce? I like cranberry it. Sauce. Okay, all right. Coach Beard clearly likes it as well. Uh, so there it is. That's our uh, Longhorn Notebook. Up next, we have Inconceivable uh, coming your way here on uh, – D.C. Horn asked about uh, Drip Harlins, and we did tell it earlier, and uh, they um, – the comp- Yeah, yeah, 21. The computer likes Drip by 21, and I think somebody else asked – oh, Lago Vista, our man, our Lago Vista Teletubby fan, wanted to know about uh, Lago. Uh, and you know, remember Lago actually finished uh, in third place in that district behind Navarro? Computer likes Lago by 12. So just so you'll know. All right. Uh, so there you go. And uh, coming up next, uh, we'll have – and, and uh, thanks also for the guy who reminded me. He said he'd moved to the LaGrange area lately. It says the folks down there really pronounce the town Flatonia, not huh. Flatonia. Okay. It's, Flatonia. it's like Lavernia outside San Antonio. You just kind of drag it over with a Y sound, Flatonia. Yep. Okay. That I know. Somebody gave me a pronouncer on Refugio. went, Refugio. I've never, ever, 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 ever heard that. It's <laughs> a I'm, silent R. And I worked either in uh, news radio and the Texas State Network with those every town in Texas. I've done three state championship games with the Bobcats. Their coach, their community, everybody I've ever c- talked to calls it Refurio, not Refugio. I've never, ever, ever, ever heard that. <laughs> so I'm going to keep calling it Refurio until somebody tells me differently there in the community about that. Now, before we get to the break, so Jeff Howe is here. I've uh, finished how the doctor's uh, appointment. Uh, well, go. you see, what happened was I was driving up North I thirty five North yeah. uh, the other day, yeah, and I drove through Gerald, and just the smell emanating Don't from the outhouses start. just made me so deathly sick Don't that I really start. needed to see a medical professional All to right. get a diagnosis. So. Everything okay? <laughs> yes. By the way, if it make you feel better, it'll make your heart rate better. And everything. Computer likes Wimberley by twenty five. Figured something like that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, anybody, nobody in Gerald got back to me. I said, hey, if you got if you got a long sleeve playoff shirt, I'll take one, or just give one to Snoop because Snoop will wear it proudly. Mm-hmm. Would you wear it? Would you actually wear it? And don't don't give me any bodily wiping stories, I, anything like. I that. I would hold it up. So where you could take a picture and we could put it on the Horn Twitter account. How about okay. that? All it's right. about as far as I'm willing to go. Okay. All right. Yeah, very good. All right. Okay. Uh, coming up, we will uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll bring you inconceivable because I got a travel story to tell you about some people who are close to us when we continue to light the tower on the Horn. 1049-1019 AM twelve sixty live local and digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com. It's difficult to know what it feels like. Inconceivable. You keep using the Horn. 
Well, it can mean travel horrors and Thanksgiving and all of that rolled into one. First of all, the Thanksgiving part of it. You do have the annual pardoning of a Christmas of a Thanksgiving turkey by the President of the United States. That's happened. Not a great bit. Yeah, you, you, it's kind of jumped the shark for you on that? Yeah. Yeah. Not a great bit. Uh, but uh, it has happened. Uh, the President pardoned two turkeys. One of them was named Chocolate. The other one named Chip. Uh, yesterday, uh, he as he discharged the presidential duty of the annual Thanksgiving turkey pardon in. Uh, so, yeah, there it is. The national Thanksgiving turkey was designated the one named Chocolate, but both Chocolate and Chip were pardoned. 46, 47 pounds. It was near Monroe, North Carolina. That's down near uh, Charlotte. And so they're going to live out their days on an agricultural farm there run by NC State. You know, I'm thinking that I'd like to see them do something else because that might determine who I vote for in the next election. Instead of pardoning the turkey, I want to know how the president in office would prepare a turkey and what kind of turkey they favor at Thanksgiving. Like if you just like in the oven spare turkey... Probably not getting my vote. Okay, but if you tell me like you nice like a nice deep fried yard bird, yeah, it might be. My-